welcome to Veronica's Real Estate Tips. In this episode, I'll be explaining a more of an advanced concept for real estate investors. I'll talk about what a Delaware Statutory Trust is. A Delaware Statutory Trust, or DST for short, permits fractional ownership where multiple investors can share ownership in a single property or a portfolio of properties. And I'm talking about DSTs today because this is kind of a part two of the 1031 exchange episode. A DST qualifies as replacement property for an investor's 1031 exchange. A DST takes all operational decision-making and active management activities out of the hands of the investor and places it into the hands of an experienced sponsor-affiliated trustee. I realize I just threw a bunch of vocabulary at you, so let me backtrack. The operational decision-making and active management encompasses all the management of the property, such as collecting HOA dues, managing the internal systems, like the energy output, the heating, the water, all of that. So a DST takes all of that out of your hands so you don't have to deal with tenants and toilets and trash and places it into the hands of an experienced sponsor-affiliated trustee. So the DST sponsor is the property hunter for the investors. They are in charge of assessing and evaluating potential properties. Afterward, the sponsor will make an offer on one or multiple properties and encapsulate this property investment under the framework of a DST. It is important to be aware that DST possesses its own separate legal personality, which is represented by the sponsor. Consequently, the loan procurement of the property purchase will be negotiated and concluded by the DST sponsor on behalf of the trust with external parties, such as banks or property sellers. So the sponsor will be doing all the work for you. You know, you just need to give them the money and they'll take care of the offer strategy, the negotiation, hiring a manager to manage the property. Let me summarize all of the benefits of the DST. So there are no management responsibilities. There is access to institutional properties, such as your bigger buildings like hotels and hospitals that normally would not be available to investors. There is limited personal liability. So if anything happens to the sponsor, the trustees won't be liable. There is lower minimum investment. So you're buying a share of a building. You don't have to pay for the entire building. You pay a small percentage. And there is diversification because a DST is not like other real estate investment where you own the whole property. This is your sharing ownership with other investors. So it's a form of diversification of your portfolio. Obviously, there are some risks involved in investing in a DST, so the sponsors are very important. Who creates the entity must be trustworthy or else they can just take all your money and abscond out of the country. Another risk is that there is no liquidity and potential losses. So you might already know that real estate investment is very illiquid because it takes months to sell the property. And in the case of a DST, it might take years to take your money out just because when all of the people invest in the DST, it's kind of done. You know, there's a set amount of time for the length of the investment. Maybe it's five years, maybe it's 10. And you're supposed to hold on to your investment for that amount of years because everyone, you know, it's not just you investing, it's a bunch of other investors as well. So you all agree to hold the investment for a longer term. Another risk is that uh, the DST is a passive investment, so you don't have control of it. The sponsor maintains control, the sponsor hires the manager. So 
you might know very little about what's actually going on inside the property. You know, that depends by DST. If you're the kind of person you want to know more what's going on, you know, who the manager is, what are the issues, you might want to make sure that that's the kind of DST you invested when you're going to have more information. Otherwise, you might not have enough information. And also, there are some embedded fees in the DST. You might end up having to pay some monthly fees for the management, some additional costs that you didn't expect. So make sure to read the paperwork before you sign. There are many restrictions that come with owning shares in a DST. If you want to know more about that, you should work with a qualified intermediary and they will explain. I'm just going to mention the two biggest restrictions. So once the offering is closed, there can be no future capital contributions to the DST, which means that once it's closed, you can't buy additional shares, you can't put any more money in it. Another big restriction is that there are no refinances for the mortgage loans. So a trustee cannot renegotiate the terms of the existing mortgage loan unless one of the tenants is bankrupt or insolvent. And again, there are a lot of complicated restrictions. You know, a DST is a pretty high level investment concept. So you want to make sure that you know what you're doing when you're investing in these things. Going back to how DSTs are used in 1031 exchanges, so a 1031 exchange involving an investment into a DST typically has three steps. In the first step, the exchanger sells the property, known as the relinquished property, and proceeds are escrowed with a qualified intermediary. So what they earn from selling their old property, they escrow it, put it in escrow with a qualified intermediary. So this qualified intermediary, QI, sometimes also called an accommodator, is a company that facilitates 1031 exchanges. The QI enters into a written agreement with the investor where the QI transfers the relinquished property to the buyer while transferring the replacement property to the investor and keeping all of the money in a trust or an escrow account. Because if the person doing the 1031 exchange, the individual, uh, puts their hands on that money, that will trigger taxes. So the QI's role is to keep that money away from the investor, hold it into a special account to follow the regulations of 1031 exchanges. In the second step, the QI, through a written agreement with the investor, transfers funds for purchase of replacement property into a DST. So this is where the QI takes that money that the investor is not allowed to touch and puts it directly into a DST, thus following the law of 1031 exchanges. The final step is kind of a formality where the exchanger completes the exchange and receives beneficial interest in a DST. So now the exchanger or the buyer owns the part of this building, whether it be a hotel or a hospital, they own a part of it along with many other investors. Thank you for listening. Again, you want to make sure that you're working with a qualified professional who specializes in DST because there is a risk of someone, you know, frauding you. So watch out for that. There are a lot of scammers out there saying, oh, give us your money and we'll give you this big return. You want to make sure you're super diligent in evaluating these things and working with trustworthy people.